You are listening to the podcast To Be Single or Not To Be by Shanna Montana, a podcast where we talk about the single life, dating, and relationships so you can make a decision at the end of each episode to be single or not to be. So today's topic is welcome to the season two finale. I am so sorry that it's taken much longer than expected. It's about two weeks later, so, but I know y'all forgive me. And here we are. So for this finale, with all that's going on in the world, I really just wanted to keep it light and share some highlights from this season. You know, some thoughts on everything going on around us and when we will kick off season three. So on this episode, you listeners are getting just me with no guests, but I think I can manage. So let's get to it. So, hmm, thinking back over season two, it was a crazy season where we had the chance to explore a lot of awesome yet unique topics, but also deal with this in the face of a pandemic that is still going full force. So make sure you guys keep being safe, keep wearing your mask and all that good stuff. So I had a lot of, you know, I enjoy every single episode. Every time I sit down to do this, it's like, it's my first time. I enjoy every element of it. So it was really hard for me to choose my quote unquote favorites of season two. But I just wanted to talk about a few episodes that stood out to me and just give you all, I guess, some friendly reminders of these episodes. So you can go back and listen to them because I'm sure they are relevant for some of us, whether you're single or not. So the first one, um, love languages. That was episode 39 in season two, if you all, you all want to go listen to it. And I recently saw this meme on Instagram that was like, why or who told us that we only could choose one or two love languages? All of the love languages are mine. It's ghetto to only have one or two. And I really felt like that stood out to me because we limit ourselves because we know the love languages, what are they? Quality time, physical touch, um, gifts, acts of service, and there is one more. There are five of them. I can't think of what the fifth one is. Either way, I know that mainly my love language is quality time, but I also enjoy acts of service. I also enjoy physical touch. I also enjoy gifts. I enjoy all the elements of the love languages. So I said all of that to say, good people, don't feel like you have to limit yourself to just one or two things when it comes to the love languages. And on this episode, we really just talked a lot about the importance of one, knowing your love language, but also knowing your partner's love language and then ensuring that you all both know each other's love language. Because many times, as you all know, we tend to try to love people the way that we like to be loved. So if we enjoy quality time, we think that if we give that person quality time, that's going to fill their love tank. However, we know from the episode and before that if their love language is gifts, that quality time is doing nothing for them. And I'm a firm believer in that because I know that since quality time is my number one, you can show up to my house with the greatest gift ever. I'm going to be grateful. I'm going to be appreciative of it. However, I'm going to be a little sad when you leave because I prefer for you to be in my presence during that time, even with the gift. Like you really could stay and tell me the gift is going to go away or You know, you could send the gift away as long as you stay. So it may sound a little crazy to some people, but you have to know what works for you. And I think it's just super important. And we really dive into it on this episode is understanding what those love languages really look like, because gifts may not always say if that's your love language, that may not necessarily be you going out to buy, 
you know, uh, you know, the biggest thing for your partner or doing a fancy trip. It may be just if Reese's is your partner's favorite candy, surprising them with a Reese's on a day they didn't expect it. Or if quality time is your partner's favorite, just to know that it doesn't mean that we need all of your time. Well, Janae Aiko said, you don't need no me time, just you and me time. I kind of agree with that. However, um, I think that it comes down to recognizing that a person doesn't need 24 hours of your day every single day. However, if there are seven days in a week, in a week, I think it's fair to say, okay, I'm going to carve out two days or three days, whatever it is to say that these days after work is dedicated to you, dedicated to a date, dedicated to, um, you know, my undivided attention for you. So I think with that episode, we really just broke it down as to what love languages are. And I just want to remind you guys, you know, take that test at least once or twice a year, take it as a single person. So, you know, take it in a relationship. Hopefully you'll have a partner that's down to take it with you in a relationship. And then you guys can know, but also it's important to not try to force your partner or your person or your potential mate to do the things that you desire for your love languages because you know you never want to force anybody to do anything and I'm a firm believer that you cannot make a grown person do anything so it's very important for you to understand that you can introduce your desires and your wants and your love language to your partner without sitting them down and saying hey my love language number one is quality time number two is physical touch you know it just depends on you know where you all are and how you communicate but i think you can let them know the things that i enjoy most are this the things that don't mean as much to me are this it's all about communication and i think that's an overriding theme of many of our episodes because with relationships i'm a firm believer that communication is essential early often and throughout so that was love languages episode 39 um, the next episode that I had down is crazy. It was back to back, but it really stood out to me. And I had the, the pleasure of having one of my um, line sisters to come on and talk on this episode. And it was called No Matter What, You Will Be Okay. And it was episode 40. And I really enjoyed this episode, people, because it really talked about that no matter what we go through in life, you really will be okay. And I think we have to remember that because, you know, candidly speaking, I've been in a position before where I, I knew the relationship was over. It was dead, finito, and I needed to get out of it. And I was dreading doing the breaking up because I felt like I didn't want to go through that grieving stage. You all know what that feels like. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's no fun. You're stressed out. You're not eating. Now, that's how I am when I'm stressed. I don't eat. You're not eating. You're not sleeping. You can't focus. You don't want to work. You don't want to work out. You don't want to do anything. So it's just like grieving a person the way you have to grieve a relationship. And by the grace of God, you know, I didn't realize it, but in that relationship, I actually had did my grieving before the relationship ended because when it finally ended, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like, God was like, I've been waiting on you, sis, to do what you had to do. So when I did it, I didn't grieve at all. It was a wet, like a weight was lifted. I was so happy and I moved on with my life, uh, you know, as, and I'm so grateful for that. So I said all of that to say that, even if I had gone through that grieving stage, guess what? At the end of it, whenever that end comes, because in my experience, time is the only thing that will allow you to actually grieve and move on from things. At the end of it, no matter how long it might have took, whether it was two weeks, three months, two years, I was going to be okay. 
And on this episode, we dived into the situation she went through with her children's fathers and just, you know, a lot of lies and deceit and relationships and people not showing up in the capacity that they made promises to, people lying about secret relationships, a lot of things like that. But at the end of the day, it's all about in her situation, showing up to be the best parent for my children, the best co-parent within our relationship and knowing that I have to move on from this because even though it didn't work out between you and I, we have these kids. I have no choice but to get along with you because my kids are more important than my ego or anything else that I have going on. And at the end of that, she was okay. And that's a unique situation. I think, well, not unique. Well, I don't know what the, the numbers are, but unique to some people in a sense that, you know, if you have children, you have to figure out the mature thing to do. You have to figure out a way to be okay if a relationship doesn't work out. And I know it's a little bit tougher because as a single person, if myself and a partner decide to go our separate ways, I literally can never see them again, never talk to them again, hopefully never see them again, never talk to them again, never communicate with them again. But that's not the case when it comes to somebody that you have children with or other things that you may have to communicate about. But I think the important message is to remember is that if you are in a relationship that you need to leave. If you're in a marriage that you need to leave, if you are single and you are struggling with that, no matter what you are going through when it comes to relationships, you are going to be okay eventually. And this is something I think we constantly have to remind ourselves because even when, you know, we've all been guilty of getting involved in situationships, um, and situationships is like you see the memes on Instagram, you know, how how I got relationship problems and I'm single, you know, so you get involved in those and you realize you're in, in an entanglement is what that situationship, I guess the new word is entanglement. You're involved in that and then you realize that you need to get out. But on one hand, you enjoy the companionship. You enjoy it when it's good. But when it's bad or when the person's not there, it's bad and you want to leave. But then you think, no, I'd rather have a little something, a little piece of a man than nothing at all. And we definitely have to get out of that mentality or a piece of a woman. I'm not going to put it just on women um, because men go through the same thing. So I think it's all about just remembering that whether you're going through something good, bad or indifferent, you are always going to be OK. But I think also and this is something we touched in on the episode um, touched on in the episode is that you also have to make sure that you have the right coping skills. You have to have the right, um, tools to secure your mental health. You have to be sure that you are working towards being okay. You can't just sit there and not do your work as Iyanla would say, um, and think that you'll be okay. It is a process that you have to go through and you have to understand that no matter what happens again, you will be okay, people. So keep that in mind if you are going through something right now that you're struggling with getting out of. And go back and listen to that episode 40 because it is a great reminder. So the next one would be episode 44. And this is, it was called Celebrating Being Single. And this is what I can talk, really speak to because I am single right now. Some days is unfortunately, some days is fortunately. I don't know where I am on the spectrum today, but I'll say this was a great episode because it was a room full of single people, if I'm not mistaken. And we just really dive into that. You know, being single is not a disease. It's not a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing most times, but we all know we talked about the honesty that sometimes at night it does get lonely. And so I think that we have to recognize 
And this is something I've read many places or listened to many YouTube videos about that when you are single, this is the most time you will have in your entire life to do the things that you want to do, to focus on you, to not have to answer to anybody, quote unquote, because we know when you get in a relationship, your time does go to your partner. It may go to kids. It may go to things you're doing together. You aren't going to do the same things as a single person that you would do in a relationship. Um, and that's a, a, a myriad of things. So I think that we just have to remember that with celebrating being single, it's worthy to be praised while you are in it. But I think that if you are a person that desires to be in a relationship, you have to be intentional about that as well. And what did I say not long ago? Communication early and often because I've had situations and I've asked my sister friends about this, you know, when I enter, you know, I'm like, when I, and I ask people for advice that are married in relationships, I like to get guidance because I have been out the game for so long. And, um, I like to out of the relationship game. And so I asked them, you know, I got to a space where I wanted to lead with, you know, are, do you want to be married within the next year? Do you want to have children within the next one to two years? You know, what are your plans? And, you know, um, a person can tell you anything. I say a person because this can go either way. They can tell you. They can say, yeah, I do. Knowing damn well they lying. But I think that if you want to leave the single lane, you have to be as intentional about leaving it as you are in staying in it. Um, because nobody wants to waste anybody's time. And I think the time can be wasted on both parts if all the parties are not on the same page. So I just say, if you're in that single space, you want to enjoy it and you want to just, I would say, my pastor once said, single people want to be married, married people want to be single. And we all know people that are in relationships and marriages that are happy. And we know people who are very unhappy and we know people that are in between. So sometimes I think that's when it's like, Fortunately, I'm not single. When I look at situations like they're married, it's almost like they can't get out of it and they don't want to be there. But I think there is a such thing as a happy marriage. If you are partnered with the right person, if you have a person that wants to show up to do the work every single day. And what I mean by that is a relationship is a job and you have to show up for that relationship every single day to do the work that it involves. Not saying it's going to be hard work, but it is work. You know, we all have bad days, off days, life happens, but you can't tell your partner, I don't want to deal with you today because so-and-so happened or whatever's going on. And especially if you move forward and you get in a relationship and you have children, you may have 35 different things going on. All of them may be going wrong. However, you cannot shut your partner out of that. So you just want to be sure that you are partnered with the right, right person when you make that decision to make that leap to go and walk away from the single life. So I am here, you know, on this date in 2020 as a single person who knows where that may lead. Um, but I know that ultimately, um, I'm going to continue to enjoy what this looks like, what this feels like, and, and just enjoy the space that I'm in without wondering, hoping, yearning for whatever the future has, because it must be where God wants me to be if I'm here right now. Okay. Hello, somebody. Like I got a choir in here with me. Alrighty, so the next episode that really stood out to me was one, um, episode 46, and I don't know if this was like my favorite episode, but I just want to shout out to the Core 4, and that's a podcast, tune in on all major podcast platforms and YouTube, and it was on open relationships, and so I just wanted to shout my guys out for that one, because it was, uh, well, I would say one of my highest downloaded episodes, and it just went into a whole lot, you know, open relationships, how many of us have them, I'm not about that life, that's what I'm saying, I'm not about that life. I'm not about that life. No way, shape or form, nor will I ever pretend to be about that life. So I'm just going to say, if you are interested in what an open relationship may look like, think like, be like, you may possibly want to explore one. You may possibly not. I encourage you to go and listen to that episode and I'll leave that on that. Now, my last one that I 
felt was a favorite it was episode 52 and this one was on red flags and i this was a favorite because i think i know that many of us men women children cat dog are so guilty of ignoring red flags um red flags are things that you know I think sometimes a narcissist or emotionally unavailable man sometimes may do a, or woman may do to try to, you know, keep it gender neutral, um, may do a good job hiding for some time. However, the red flags are always there. So not going to give you a list of the red flags, but I want to just make sure I say when you see or hear or notice or have things happening to you, around you, for you that are not of what you desire in a relationship and you know they are a red flag, please pay attention. Please dial into them. If you need to walk away right away because I am a firm believer and in my experience, I know, as Maya Angelou said, when people show you who they are, believe them. You're not going to change a man or a woman. You're not going to force them to become what you want them to be because they're not the person for you if you have to do all of that. But when it comes down to it, red flags, you know, early and often we see those things. The person isn't communicating like we want. The person isn't giving us the time and energy we want. The person isn't doing the things for us that we need to feel fulfilled. The person isn't making us feel secure. And when we talk about how we feel insecure, they turn it on us. Uh, when all they have to do is make us feel secure to make the, the situation go away. So I think ultimately when it comes down to the red flags, it's going to be up to each individual to just recognize that, hey, as much as I think that I want this relationship, as much as I think that I want to be with this person, is it worth my help and my sanity in order to stay here? So just as a little reminder, I'm going to give you all just a few red flags. The first one, and these are some red flags that, um, unfortunately, I saw, and by the grace of God, when I was younger and dumber, I saw, and I don't know if I thought I could fix them or that it would go away, or I don't know what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking, but I just want to remind you all. Um, so one of them is exes. I'm a firm believer, and I hate when people are just super attached to their exes, like, exes have to be you know and not an ex that is uh you are co-parenting with but you got to keep in touch with them constant communication their name always come up somehow oh that's my home girl now no that's your ex like she needs to move on as much as you do and if y'all have to keep communicating then you know i don't i don't need to do this with you um financially unstable you know that we know what that looks like a brokey he can not buy you Dior because he is pure. We know what financially unstable looks like. We're not talking about somebody that may just be down in their luck because, say, COVID had them lose their job. But financially unstable, you know, asking you for money early on. Um, communication. They shut it down or their pride is more important than the happiness of the communication between you both. Because I'm a firm believer at this day and age, 30 plus, that nothing is more than a solid a conversation. And sometimes the conversation may be extended or more than you may be used to, but you want to be sure that you and your partner talk it out enough where you both are comfortable with what's going on. Um, another one would be emotionally immature or irresponsible. You know, I say emotionally unavailable people. You know, you're not mature enough to show up for the job. So just move around. Trust. You know, if you don't trust them, they're secretive, hiding things. 
your gut tells you not to trigger intuition, don't want to tell you stuff, uh, lying by omission because not telling me things is lying as well. Um, abusive, of course, mentally, physically, emotionally, any of that is over with curtains. Um, another fact is no one likes them. Like none of your friends, none of your family, not even on no hate and stuff. Like everybody got a bad vibe, their energy, saw bad stuff, like all of that. Um, ignore your boundaries or triggers. You tell them this is a trigger for me or this is a boundary for me and they laugh it off, walk past it. You crazy. You know, those kind of things. You want to keep in mind. And, you know, um, one of my favorites, homeless. And I don't mean like sleeping under a bridge somewhere. I mean like I live with my sister, friend, cousin, cat, dog on a couch here, there, everywhere. I have a car nowhere. Like, why don't you have a roof that you can call your own? Why don't you have a mortgage or apartment lease that you can call your own? You're homeless, real life. Ask me how I know. So we're just going to leave that on that, that um, red flags, when you see them, run, sis, or bro, run. And then <clears throat> a bonus, quarantined relationships. So this is what we talked about because right now we are in the middle of a pandemic in 2020. This is September 2020. Um, let the record reflect we are in the mid middle of a pandemic due to the coronavirus, COVID-19. And there are a lot of people that some people are still quarantined, just depending on where you are. Some people, a lot of us are still taking precautions of not going out a lot. Um, you know, we, the places aren't open as much, places close early. You can't travel as much. You can't move around as much. We aren't going in the office. We're staying at home. So this was, I can't remember what episode this was, but just make sure that you, if you're in quarantine relationships, if you are in that rela <clears throat> relationship and you're living with your partner, whether married or not, and you, you need to figure out, you know, what your rhythm is, how you keep your space, how you don't drive each other crazy. But if you're living with somebody and you want to break up or get out, listen to this episode because we talk about that as well. And parameters are a little bit, you know, looser right now. So it's not as tight because I believe when we recorded that episode, we were really quarantined. Like stores were closed, businesses were closed. It was nothing going on. It's like walking dead out in the streets. But now it's a little bit more open. So this may be the time for you to get out. So just know if you are in a relationship right now or if you're single, because we talked about being single during quarantine. Um, and I will say this, I've learned this. During a pandemic, that probably is not the time to start a relationship or anything of the sort because it is a very different time. It's a rare time. It's a time where both people are sitting much more still than they normally would. Both people are in predicaments they normally would not be. So if your people say, you know, if you normally travel, you normally move around, you normally go into office, you normally date a lot of people. If a quarantine is happening or a pandemic, you cannot do those same things. You are home. You cannot go on dates. You cannot have physical touch. You cannot be around your friends, family, and other people that you normally would be. So you are moving differently. And when you think that you have have something or think you've fallen in love during a quarantine and then outside opens back up, you both are moving differently and it causes problems. So my recommendation to the people would be when it comes to quarantine, don't start anything new, no matter how tempting it may be in the middle or the start of a pandemic. Let the world get back to normal to some extent because the world is not even back to normal right now. But let it get back to some sense of normalcy before you jump out the window, because I promise you, the person that you meet in the pandemic is not going to be the same person that's going to come out of that pandemic or when they get back to being who they really were before the pandemic started. So 
That said, again, season two was amazing. I want to say a special thank you to every single guest that came on to the podcast. Your opinions, as I always say, are valued and appreciated. And you guys always just bring the heat. The listeners let me know. You all let me know. And I'm just so appreciative and grateful of every guest that we have on the podcast. So be sure you go back, listen to season one, listen to season two, because there are really some gems being dropped on every single episode. And even though I am here to record, I'm on every episode. In the middle of it, I'm always learning. It's like I'm a student in my own class. So I'm sitting here and I'm learning and then I go back and I listen and I still learn things. And sometimes I have to go back and listen to episodes to just remind my damn self if I find myself slipping up on certain stuff. So just make sure that you take full advantage of that. So it is my hope that you all have enjoyed these past two seasons of the To Be Single or Not To Be podcast as much as we have. And we are so, so, so very appreciative of every episode that you've listened to, every post that you've liked on our social media, every piece of apparel that you've purchased, new line coming soon, and just the overall love and support that you all give to the To Be Single or Not To Be brand. And we are super excited about bringing you all season three. That said, we will meet you all back here at some time, possibly in November for season three, because you all know September is my birthday month. Happy birthday to me, September 19th. Give me some love on social media. I'm I'm a shameless plug. I'm a Virgo. You all know that. And again, we'll meet you all back here sometime in November for season three. And until then, I leave you all to decide to be single or not to be. That is the question. Signing off. Yours truly, Shanna Montana.